Welcome to the next episode of SME Funding. As usual, we're gathered today to demystify the often confusing and complex world of financing as well as funding for SMEs in South Africa. My name is Lynette Ndouli and I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Innate Investment Solutions. And I'm joined by my co-host, Komaran Padayachi from Spartan. Today, we have a very special guest in studio with us as well, who is going to tell us a little bit about how he's managed to intersect the exciting worlds of banking, finance, technology, and media to bring to you some interesting products in the space, especially as you grow your business and you need that all-important between its survival as well as its prospective growth. Ladies and gentlemen, as you go with us through the show, ask your questions on social media, send us the necessary emails. But more importantly, if there's something that you see on the show that you enjoy, that you're learning from, we'd love to know that. And I'll give you all of the details about how to get in touch with us a little bit later. But first, my guest today, Sean Emery. Welcome, Sean. Sean is the CEO of a really exciting financial services company and um, that is now owned in part by Barclays. But he's going to tell us a little bit about Rainfin. So, Sean, when I first heard about Rainfin, um, Rainfin was an electronic marketplace on the Internet where I, as an individual, could go and um, lend some finance for month end or to bridge the all necessary gaps in my own life. But now I know that Rainfin has extended into all kinds of products and services also to include business. Can you tell us a bit about the journey? Hello, thanks very much for having us. Thanks for us being here. Yes, Rainfin did start right in the consumer space, okay. but very quickly we moved into the SME space. As you rightly said, it's probably the, the area that is the most opportunity and the most need in our country, we mm. feel. So Rainfin is a credit marketplace. It's actually a place where SMEs and consumers can go and apply for finance that meets their particular requirements. They come mm -hmm. onto the platform, they say who they are, they give themselves some criteria, they list their loan requirements. And on the other side of the platform, we have lenders or investors. And they look through all of these SMEs, they decide which ones they like, and the ability to lend them some of the portion of money that they need. Okay. SMEs are always looking for innovative products to particularly help them with their day-to-day -day needs. And I know that one of the big day-to-day -day needs of most of our businesses is often how do we move from one transaction to the next? How do we start projects before we have been paid? So there's a big space here for providing solutions, particularly around managing debtors in particular, but also contract financing when we're waiting for those all-important payments to come in. Um, from your experience, and in terms of what you now do um, with Barclays, but also with Rainfin, are you seeing the need for that type of alternative funding, bridging um, funding for SMEs grow? And what other solutions are you also mm. seeing entering this particular space, you know, especially with now you working and interacting with sure. technology around it? So, Lynette, I think you're right. There's so many, there's such a need. Mm. There has to be innovation in the financing of SMEs. Mm. I mean, traditionally, SMEs had a range of products that they could use for finance. The, the easiest one, perhaps, was an overdraft. And overdrafts generally are quite expensive and they're normally quite small. And it's kind of to get you going. And generally, that overdraft is secured by you as an individual, your mm. personal credit mm. worthiness, your personal mm. score. And as the business starts to grow, other opportunities emerge. Mm. So, the first one that always comes along is this contract finance, right? Mm. You win a contract. And now you have this contract and you have this need to go and get some funding for it and you go and approach the various contract funding organizations. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a few that are in that space. And that kind of gets you over the first hurdle. So, Sean, you've touched on contract finance. Mm. What exactly is contract finance? So contract finance is when someone lends you money purely for the execution of an existing contract. Okay. So normally the mandate then from a funder is they'll give you the money, but you have to use the money on X, Y, and Z. 
It's not free. You can't use the money to grow your business. You can't use it to pay salaries. You can't use a working capital. It's really about, for this contract, I need to go and buy this particular piece of wood or this equipment or this machine. Mm -hmm. This enables me to fulfill the contract. I can then approach, in essence, a contract finance division of a bank or various other of the small business agencies that are out there. Mm, okay, so for, for our viewers' purposes, you've won the work, you need to start the work, you haven't been paid yet, but here's some money that you yeah. can use that you will deduct once you've been paid and it goes straight back to the lender who gave it to And it's it often the you. most difficult type uh -huh. to get. And it's often sometimes so? most expensive. Really, it's, it's purely because the funders or the lenders don't have any ability to see whether you can execute the contract. Ah. So they're a bit at risk in here, right? There's a bit mm. of what they call performance risk. Mm. The next piece, which is invoice financing or debtors financing, mm -hmm. means you've actually already delivered the work. Okay. And therefore, you're just waiting for the time to get paid. And there's slightly less risk if you think about it for the investor to, or the lender to give you the money. And then this gap between the risk, how is it? How do the financial institutions that would offer you this type of financing almost protect themselves? Are the rates of borrowing different then? Do you find a higher interest rate? How do they then secure themselves? Yeah, so there's two ways. It mm. is normally through higher interest rates, but it's secondly, it's through collateralizing against something else. Mm. So you generally tend to need to have collateral to mm. service it. The problem there is that a lot of our emerging SMEs don't have the collateral required to support a contract financing. Mm -hmm. So what is happening is a lot of the enterprise development programs. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Yeah, sure. You're saying contract financing requires the asset to support it. I know, it. it's a strange thing. In this nice. context, so when companies start, so contract financing, if you think about it, right, I'm going to lend you some money. You've just won a contract to do some painting. But I don't know whether you can actually paint. P potentially, the question is right. Okay. Let's, let's be frank here. Contract financing, like you said early on, is v almost non-existent in South well, Africa. Well, it's very difficult. Yes. Right. And and so there is no real contract financing. Well, there, there's some. The notion is supposed to be, from my understanding, is that they look at the counterparty on the other side, the person, the company yes. that's awarding the contract. Are they worthy? Can they be mm. on a, uh, relied upon to pay? And the second, like you said, the delivery. Yeah. Can the company apply? Have you done it before? Have you, Have you done got it before? experience All in the industry or your startup or right. small company? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and um, so often we, le we live in a space where the contracts in South Africa are not normal private sector contracts. A large part of the game going on is tenders. Mm. Okay. And so what happens now, you have the administrative process on the public sector that, uh, whilst they're reliable in mm. paying, but the timelessness becomes a problem. Mm. And then the, a lot of the SMEs that are winning these tenders are perhaps um, do not have the full delivery experience. Yeah. And so to adapt in this, I suspect the banks or funders have come and say, well, those two risks are very high. Let's prop it up by, okay, let's just demand for the collateral anyway. Well, exactly. It's the easiest <laughs> way to do it, right? You just demand for collateral. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do as SMEs... It's not a real contract. No, well, you've got to go and look at other people who are specialists in that. So the Small Enterprise Finance Agency of the DTR. They're very specialized in contract finance for state-owned enterprise contracts for emerging SMEs. Mm. And they are partnering with a couple of banks to have very specific offerings in that space. They also, so in that context, if you go and arrive at a bank store, you have to go and say, listen, I want to talk to the SME person for enterprise <laughs> development funding for contract finance. It's a very small department, right? Like <laughs> one door you have to go to, but it is there and you can get okay. there. All right, so after the break, I would love for us to touch on the roots of access that is perhaps easiest and most practical for businesses, if we all tend to agree that contract financing in South Africa is limited. We'll be back shortly.
Welcome back to SME Funding. Before the break, we were talking about the alternative forms of funding that is available, whether we look at contract financing, invoice financing, and we were just debating which ones are the ones easiest to access, which ones are the most practical to access, and the issues around time, risk, and rates around them with Sean as well as Kumaran. So Kumaran, before the break, you raised the point that contract financing is probably not, not only not only popular, but also a very difficult space for an SME who is starting up often and is building its profile in a particular space to access in the first instance, and it's probably not that popular. So then we began to talk on invoicing as well as debt finance. In those two specific spaces, I'd really like us to drill into and delve into, now that the product is available to you, you've applied to it, what is the easiest route of success in landing it and how can one use it to almost keep a business going landing particularly landing what how easy is it to land them and what is the criteria you would say a small business should focus on in making sure that their success rate is higher um, invoice discounting my understanding is that it's discounting a particular invoice mm-hmm. whereas data financing is financing your entire debtor's book. So invoice discounting is very akin to the contract financing. That's mm. what Sean was saying earlier mm. on, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's very related to that. You have a particular chunky order mm. and you go and you, and you discount that. And so if you have a need for something once off, then obviously your invoice discounting is a problem. Mm. It's, it's, it's the solution rather. Mm. But if you need ongoing working capital to fund your, the gap between your debtor's book and what you have to pay purchases, for example, if you have to pay for your suppliers up front or you have to pay them in 30 days, but your customers are paying you in 60 days en masse, um, then that's going to create a, 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 a void, right? Point, yeah. And so uh, a debtor's financing product is something that would be more more suitable, perhaps even more suitable than an overdraft, mm. because it, uh, there's an upper limit sometimes that can be moved quite easy, more easily, mm-hmm. and the bulk of the security is relying on the debtor's book, with some additional mm-hmm. uh, supplementary security, whereas an overdraft is predominantly on the hard security, mm. and it is generally a fixed amount, mm. it doesn't move so. But generally, I believe that invoice discounting is so dangerous for SMEs. I think it's probably the worst kind that you can have. Uh, why? Because in essence, it's like payday lending uh, in the consumer space, right? Okay. So you've got an invoice, you've invoiced someone. On that invoice, you've managed to maybe have a 30% margin or 20% margin on what you're invoicing. You go to an invoice discounting house and they ask you for a 5% discount on your invoice. Mm. Now suddenly you realize actually 5% discount for one month's early payment is effectively 60% annualized interest rate. The most expensive type of finance that you could get. But then you take it. You immediately cut 5% out of your margin. You're stuck, you get the cash, and next month you do the same thing. So debt is, I agree, 100% the context. So in a way, you almost create a revolving credit plan. You're going to be very a very expensive credit plan as well. If you're yeah. continuously doing invoice discounting, just to maintain it, it's mm. in this context, if you can get a longer financing plan in place mm. over multiple years, as opposed to 30, 60 months, it's much better. So that brings me to, to a central theme which mm. we find with SME funding is that there's a misguided approach to the avenues being sought and being used because there's a last minute temporary Well, impulsive. people don't plan properly. Exactly. Mm. Right. So that's where you can never get up. That inhibits a business more than anything else. Oh, but but if you look at overdraft, 
But gentlemen, if you understand business, and I'm both of you have been in business, business has an urgency unlike anything else. Correct, and you can do the best planning, you can do the best forecasting, but there's always those opportunities you haven't seen coming and suddenly here it is. Um, and now you need some form of urgent funding to help you get by. Do we then completely discourage its use or do we say that in spite of the best laid plans, perhaps some crisis in the business, um, how then do we best get whatever available tools are in the market for us. So my point, you, you cover two very important points there. Yeah. Timing is a big issue. So what technology is enabling, and really where Rainfin works mm. in this context, is to try and make sure you can give somebody a relatively well-priced loan mm -hmm. based on all of, these, all of these data which exist inside the company within 28 to 40, I'm sorry, 24 to 48 hours. And a normal price loan, not require a normal working capital loan. Mm. In essence, mm. an overdraft, very short period of time to be given to cover what people used to use short-term working capital funding for, like invoice discounting. Mm. I think it's very similar to the consumer space, right? Mm -hmm. People have short-term payday loans, which they get on online websites in the beginning and services, which was just terrible for them. It really destroyed that industry. But then there came the times when the banks and the financial institutions said, right, we have to speed up the way we deal with SMEs. We have to speed up our answer. So let's create these online application processes. Let's get as much data as you can. And let's give the SMEs the courtesy of a quick turnaround time. And mm. if you can answer mm. within 48 mm. hours and you can give a funding decision, yes or no, mm. at least the guy knows where he is. Mm. What's mm. nothing worse than six weeks of maybe. Right, that yeah. kills someone. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I love the, the element then that is saying that there's a lot of disruption and innovation in starting to respond to the urgency of business. And I think at the best of times, most SMEs run on that adrenaline of urgency, of things where it's almost a hurry up and wait cycle. Mm. Clients don't give you a response immediately. When they do, they want the work done yesterday. You only have planned for the money to come in a month in advance, but actually you've got a line of supplies that you need to attend to today still. So it's also about using all of these tools to bring mm. us together to a point where you're able to operate, think, plan, and execute the work today. Kamaran, you had some thoughts a little bit earlier on about um, debtors as well as your debtors books and how you obviously can use that as another funding regime within your business and how you can bridge a gap and you called it a void rather and how to plan for that. What do you say in terms of planning? What are the critical things that an SME should look at when they're planning how to access particularly short-term finance solutions um, in, within the commercial banking space or from intermediaries? What should they be focused on around the elements of planning? Because I'm talking about urgency, but you're saying there's a space to plan. Yes, I, I, I would say a lot of the urgency is self-inflicted, you know, because of a lack of planning. Mm. I agree totally. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> in business. I can I relate that there's lots of things that you can never foretell, foresee, and so you need to be very adaptive in the mm. moment. I'm saying, though, that a large part of that is self-inflicted. Mm. So I'm talking to my fellow peers. If I'm talking mm. to SME, I'm talking to myself. How right? do we reduce the pain, Kumaranov? planning How, what do we what do we do what do we put together and make it work it you know if you look at a larger business they can tell you listen in year three we're going to raise so much of money mm -hmm. and we're going to uh, uh, this is how we're going to do it and this kind of instrument and whatever you and uh, SME it's harder to do that because mm. I empathize that you've got minimal resources minimal mm. bandwidth you don't have the full management team you don't have the time to concentrate on that stuff mm. so you're constantly on the back foot when this funding is needed you need it now you need it urgency urgently and so you you end you tend to give away too much 
-hmm. collateral sometimes or maybe pay a higher price, enter mm -hmm. into the payday loan type uh, invoice discounting, if that's not uh, uh, viable for your business. I don't know if it, this, this planning thing can really be fully solved, you know, for mm -hmm. an SME type of business. There's one piece of advice that I have for people in this space, and I uh -huh. use it in my own personal life as well, is that raise money when you don't need it. <laughs> Ah. So, this is a question. so people love to give money to people who don't need money. Mm -hmm. So go to the banks in it well in advance. When, when your business is rosy, when everything is looking fantastic, mm -hmm. make sure you take out the most debt you possibly can so you have the opportunity to utilize it when you need it because that is always around the corner. Okay. Well, after the break, I'd like to pick Sean's brain on that statement. Just based on raising money you don't need and the discipline to not touch money you don't need once you actually have it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SME Funding. Just before the break, Sean Emery, who's our guest today from Rainfin, was telling us about the, his own personal approach to borrowing money he doesn't need and then waiting to need that money in the future. Sean, that takes a lot of discipline to not touch something that you already have. How do you apply that in your own business life? I have to ask my wife most of the time. I'll tell you something. It's a very Women are better than guys generally. I mean, it's a okay. context. But it is about having good financial planning. I think the most important thing for an SME in my mind is to actually have an accounting system. Mm. Have the ability to see your accounts on a daily basis. Visibility of where you are in your financial position is probably the most important thing in my life. And that means knowing that A, we have this in the bank, mm -hmm. we have this sort of spare reserve in case we need something, mm -hmm. and we have this money coming in in the future. And then what I try and do is try and say that on generally, 50% of our customers won't pay us when we think they're going to pay mm. us. Mm. And, the, and, and if you're dealing with government sector, try and make it 75% won't pay you on time. Mm. Right? Mm. And then you will be okay in, in having the ability to use that capital when you need it. But probably even more important than using it sparsely is when you can pay it back, pay it back. Mm. Pay back things early, pay back things in advance. I mean, often you to try and get a facility that doesn't have a penalty for early payments, so be more flexible mm -hmm. in how you get that, negotiate upfront, but just always try and settle it, because then it's available. Funnily enough, when you pay back small amounts of credit, more credit becomes available to you. So just take out a small loan mm. when you don't need it, utilize it, pay it back, and, the, and then eventually the banks know you have, you have discipline, you're paying it back, there's a credit history, they see a pattern, they're more comfortable to know that you can plan and give money. Right. I find as well in this planning thing that uh, SMEs, entrepreneurs, we are optimists by nature, <laughs> generally, and that therein lies the problem, mm. right? Mm. So that we always think this is going to be a rosy outlook, things are going to be perfect. So mm. you end up not planning for the bit of bad that does happen. Mm. And, and so that is why you get tripped up. You know, mm, you know what they I say. I thought they were going to pay on time. I didn't think. You, you know, you said just now, plan for 50% not paying when they're supposed right. to. That requires some pessimism or, or you know, uh, it doubt. You, doesn't make you depressed. You have it to doesn't be make you depressed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is balance that you I'll share that with they pay in advance. Right. I suppose you just need a lot of determination, but also will um, to say that you're going to always have that um, outlook that says, you know, prepare for the worst, but also expect the best. And most importantly, I think, as Sean was saying, is to always keep your eye on the till. Um, and as far right. as possible, keep your hand out of the till <laughs> as well. Kamaran, as we wrap up today, what is your tip that you'd like to give to our viewers um, on today's show? It's a summation of what we've been talking about in this last two minutes. In fact, mm. we, we both shared these words, which is uh, hope for the best 
and plan for the absolute worst. Mm. In that way, you got the best of mm. both worlds. And finan uh, financing requires a lot of planning, mm. and you can't plan on the optimistic outlook. You have to plan on the on um, what can go wrong to have the buffers when you don't when you don't need it. All right. Thank you very much to you both for today's show. To our viewers at home, I certainly hope today you learned something that's quite important and instrumental around planning that applies to both our personal as well as our business lending patterns, as well as how we manage credits um, in our lives. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us and ask us questions, please do follow this conversation on Twitter. We're at funding underscore SME, or you can email us your very specific questions to smefunding at bdtv.co.za. And as far as possible, we will incorporate our answers to those questions into the content of our shows or make sure that some of our guests, as well as ourselves, are able to answer you in future. The only trick, of course, is that you've got to keep watching. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.